AEW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we appreciate you for joining us. This is episode 73. I am your host, your grumpy old returning wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker Andy. Booker Andy. Well, <clears throat> guys, last week I was off due to illness. My whole family got that crazy stomach bug that was going around. Uh, my wife and daughter got a lot worse than me. Uh, but uh, I was off that day, and then Jeremy's off today because he's unfortunately not feeling well. It's just that time of the year. There is sickness going around. So, Jeremy, go back to bed, buddy. Um Guys and girls, before we get started on today's show, if you could go over to YouTube.com and search the PW Fan, you're going to find our full catalog of episodes from last year and everything we have this year. Help us get to 100 subscribers so we can make an official YouTube URL. We have merch. Our shirts are available now on ProWrestlingTees.com. Five shirt designs total. Uh, three different PW Fan logo shirts and two Booker Andy shirts. For all other social media, find us uh, by looking up at the PW Fan, where we kindly ask that you subscribe, friend, friendster, MySpace, um, <laughs> leave, leave a review, all those things. Terrible. Thanks so much. Um, today on the show, we are going to be talking about Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. MJF and Christopher Daniels, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and more. Well, Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you. We've already done all the intro stuff. Let's uh, let's talk wrestling, dude. All right, before we get into Raw this week, I've read an article that WWE was looking at a bigger signing than Jay White. I was looking now. At Jay that, White man. had a Jay White had a match against uh, Hikulio, and it was like. A loser leaves like New Japan or whatever, and then at Battle of the Va- at the Valley, Jay White had a match against Eddie Kingston, and it was loser leaves Japan, as in like I guess never wrestle in Japan again kind of match, and he lost that. So, um, I mean, especially with AEW's relationship with I... New Japan, I doubt he would be going there. I don't know, man. I, I part of me still thinks he is going to WWE, but we'll see. But who does WWE looking? Who's WWE looking at? That's a bigger sign than Jay White. All I can think of is an athlete that they might think would bring, yeah, like mean, that's a bigger him, star, or him, uh, an athlete, or CM Punk, or like I don't know, dude. Can't be CM Punk because he's still under contract. Maybe that's maybe uh, maybe that's why Conor McGregor is balking up. He's getting ready to make his first WWE run. All I can think is like some influencer or athlete, and they're like, this will bring more eyes, and that's what we consider to be a bigger star. No one wants that. I don't know. But I say if Jay White is going to come to WWE, it'll be the night after Mania. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I just, again, when you say Why would he come back before? Why would he come before? But But. just, again, when you say it in general, when you're like, dude, Jay White debuting the night after Mania, I'm like, no one's going to know who he is. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Do you AJ think? It, do you think I'm more sorry. people knew? I was gonna say. Do you? Well, that's what I was gonna say. God, it would suck to see Jay White though in NXT. 
Also, AJ Styles debuted in Florida at the Royal Rumble, so he had a little bit of that, you know, the TNA, you know, grumblings were Well, TNA was in Orlando, right? Right. Yeah. But there's... uh, I don't know. It's like like Jay White's too big for NXT, but yet people, you're right, like a lot of the audience on the main roster wouldn't know him. Especially NXT now, like the roster that's there now, no, don't put Jay White with them. Terrible idea. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He. This isn't great. like the Adam Cole, Alistair Black, NXT roster. Like he would fit in more there. But these are a bunch of people that no one, most people have never even heard of before NXT. So. And then Vince is like, "We're gonna change his name." To well, a lot of Ron. them were like athletes. You know, this was during this was during the time of like Vince signing like athletes and people that didn't have an indie history and. No, I don't know, man. I, it, 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 if it's if it is Jay White, that's cool. I like Jay White. I'm just saying, if they're thinking that it's going to make this huge impact, switchblade. I mean, he's awesome, but it's just like again, it's just I feel like he's going to walk out, and it's just not going to have the effect that you think it's going to. You know, he'd have to have some interaction with Finn. Like or AJ. I don't see any kids being like, oh, God. you know, it's like not really. <laughs> Definitely not kids, you know. But the crowd the day after after Mania, the crowd the day after Mania is a lot of people that went to Mania, so it probably would have a good reaction there. But it's like moving forward, where do you go? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they would use a guy like him and what they would even what they would even do. I guess we'll wait and see. But I want to keep the show rolling, so let's get into Raw. I feel like a broken record because I say this every single time. There's a pay per view that we cover. It was the go-home shows for WWE this week, so um, starting with Raw. Raw opened up with Becky Lynch and Adam Pearce in the ring. Becky Lynch uh, wanted another opportunity, or wanted a chance to uh, earn spot in the women's chamber match. Uh, but before he answered, Bailey ended up coming out um, and pretty much won the same thing. You know, an opportunity to get into the chamber. And since, you know, the whole thing is for an opportunity to face Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair thought that she should be in the conversation. So they eventually set a main event to figure out if uh, one of them was going to enter into the chamber by uh, making a match. It was going to be a triple threat, Bailey, Becky, and Bianca against one another. If Bailey or Becky won, they could go into the chamber, but obviously if Bianca won, neither one of them is going to the chamber, so... Yeah. Um, after that, we had Judgment Day versus Street Profits. Um, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, but afterwards, there was an attack on Street Profits by the Judgment Day, and out came Edge and Beth to help. Um, Beth got Dominic in like a chokehold from behind, and then um, I, I'm pretty sure, it was, yeah, from the audience, Rhea Ripley ended up coming out and uh, taking out Beth and saving the rest of the Judgment Day. We had a uh, contract signing segment, and as we know, those never go very well. Um, this was Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley's contract signing. Uh, Lesnar comes out to the ring, calls out Bobby. Bobby comes out, but he brings out his own table, and there's... 10-plus security guards that come out with him. Um, and 
Brock basically says, if you don't come here, I'm coming to you. And he comes out and brawl ensues. Security guards get tossed around. You know, typical WWE contract signing segment. Uh, Bobby did a, I won't say belly to belly, but it's like when Bobby who? Um, you know, like when an opponent's running towards someone and and they pop them up and then they flip over onto their back. Oh, it's like um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a belly to belly. Well, it's it's belly to belly without grabbing a belly. It's a no, it's a belly to belly suplex, but it's you you're not going over the top. You're turning and landing on the side on the side. Like you're not. Okay. You're not taking them all the way up and over. You're kind of doing like an up and then a turn. Well, Bob, Bobby, did that to Brock onto the ramp. <laughs> Brock, I mean, big boys fall hard. Brock just fucking slammed into that, uh, into the ramp. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Um, but it looks like they were going to have a match um, moving forward at Elimination Chamber. Uh, shortly after that, we had Sami Zayn jump into the ring. Um, didn't come out to his entrance, just came in in his black hoodie like he's been doing lately. And he calls out Cody Rhodes, who the week before on Raw had a um, segment with Paul Heyman, yep. which we covered last week. Very good uh, promo segment. Um, so we asked Cody to join him in the ring, and Cody ends up coming out. And he wanted to know if Cody was being truthful when he said that he thought that Sami Zayn could beat Roman Reigns. Um, you know, Sami Zayn apparently questioned himself whether he could defeat Roman, considering he's been around Roman and the bloodline for a while now and knows what they're capable of. Um, and how he took down so many people on his run as champion, which, like I said, Sami was around a lot for. Uh, Cody tried to, you know, pump Sami up basically, and uh, make Sammy believe that he could do it. And by the end, Sammy seemed to uh, have his heart into it a lot more. So Sammy believed. Uh, yeah. Um, so right after that, though, um, Sammy's segment was interu- inter- ended up interrupting a Baron Corbin interview. So they came back to Corbin's interview afterwards where uh, Corbin starts talking bad about Cody and Dusty Rhodes um uh and Cody ends up hearing it you can see him kind of in the in the background of the camera and as soon as he mentions Dusty Cody starts attacking him and they fight out all the way to the ring uh and it becomes an impromptu match Cody takes he's in his like suit you know he's in his dress shoes and everything and they have a a match which a lot of it is brought on the outside uh but Cody ends up beating Corbin in a you know, very impromptu uh, match. Just another way to get Cody over. Uh, so then we had Miz TV with Seth Rollins. This uh, Rollins and let's just say Rollins and Miz were not very, uh, not very kind to one another during this exchange. Um, they talked to you know Miz. Miz, you know, kind of talked about how he did headline WrestleMania and that Rollins has never headlined WrestleMania. Rollins came out in those big red boots that are all over social media. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, uh, Tim. Those are so but they terrible. Looked, he came out wearing them. Well, it's and, great. Um, it's great as a for his character. It's like he's so ridiculous. 
it it works. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so we end up using those boots actually uh, with a curb stomp to Miz, and uh, Austin Theory ended up coming out, I believe, and. Uh, he tried to attack from behind, but didn't really work out for him. And so during commercial break, I, I saw a video of live audience. You know, they're getting rid of the uh, Miz TV set and the black carpet and all that. And Miz just continued to lie there. They actually, one of the stagehands, like, rolled Miz over as he's, like, laying knocked out still and sold it. He sold it all the way to the commercial break, came back. And out comes Rick Boogs for a very quick match. You know, this is all to... Get boogs over. Um, we know you hate boogs. <laughs> I think a lot There's, of people do, but I just like it's just one of those things where I'm telling you, dude. In like 20 years, we're gonna look back on the same way that people looked at like Duke the Duke the Dumpster Drossy and the fucking clown and all these other. Things. It's like, what is this? A doink. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah. How many times over the years has people like Stone Cold and all that? Is it the best thing to do? He's a rocker, like, man. He's a rocker. He plays yourself guitar and he sings. With the volume turned up, and none of these. Guys- dude, I think this is himself, dude. He does play guitar. He does like his whole gimmick in uh, in NXT was like a electric guitar version of Elias. Basically, you know, Elias was like the drifter, and he did the acoustic, but then ramped up <laughs> boogs. Um, Where's Shinsuke Nakamura? Was just. I don't know, but they've been teasing an uh, an Elias and Boogs team up um, backstage lately. Yeah, um, you know what's funny about about the musician stuff? I remember when Elias had a like a an album made by WWE, but let's not forget Cena dropped a banger of an album years ago. <laughs> Do you remember his his rap album? A banger. It was. It's not really a banger, but you can find. I've seen videos of like people on TikTok like reposting his old stuff. I was like, oh no, it's terrible, terrible. But it, I think a lot of people bought it though at the time. It was huge. I remember seeing the Fye. Do you remember seeing the Fye? Like I remember when people weren't getting music online. Really? No, I I remember. I got it. It just was not oh, good. Yeah. It had two good songs on it, and good is a strong word. One Dude, of it's them a is, banger, like I said. One of, one of them's his <laughs> own theme song. Just like with more rap, right? Or no? It's just longer. It's like, was it like a remix for... Yeah. No, it's the same. It's that yeah. song. And then he has the... What's the one where he's like... The old one, Word Life. Bad man. Yeah. They, they were also doing music videos for him at the time, right? Yeah, and it was he was like the A-team. It was... Well, anyway, our main event of the show, like I said earlier, was Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey. Um, very good match. Uh, but the winner was Bianca Belair, which means that both Becky and Bailey would not be in the el- women elimination chamber match, which they actually weren't on the pay per view at all. Both of them, but um, so that wraps up Raw. Let's get into Dynamite. Um, I don't know how I felt about this dynamite, but we'll go through and maybe I'll change my mind. It's just dynamite always has such highs and lows, and you know I don't want to sound biased. You know WWE has bad segments too, but 
I just feel like it doesn't flip flop as much as like AEW. This, no, we this don't even week, talk about Rampage really. Look, hang on, hang on. Give me a second here. Give me a second. This is a video podcast as well, so Go hang on, on one second. Wait. He's switch, switching hats. Uh, no, I'm not switching hats. I, my hat was backwards. I'm wearing an AEW oh. hat. This week's Dynamite, not good. <laughs> like, it was not a good show. You know, after the New Year, they were kind of back-to-back very good. It's just this one. Yeah. No, I no, this one, this one, it's like they, like, used the, their good ideas. And so it's not just me. No, no. I mean, I, I love That's AEW. Okay. That's the thing. I like. I just like the bus balls. But this week was not their best. Well, um, I'm not going to even start with the opening match, but I wanted to start with uh, Wardlow's interview with Jim Ross. Um, he, he talks about how when Joe cut his hair, he took from him like the final connection he had to his late father. Um, I believe he said that you know, he basically told his dad when he was dying that he would become a wrestler and his dad had long hair and so that's why like he grew his hair out. Which Okay, Wardlow's hair wasn't that long. Dude, that that I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure really, the story is like really, really re- they're really reaching. They're reaching hard. His hair wasn't that long, man. Especially also, when he debuted. And if Wardlow's dad like actually passed away, which I'm, I'm, sounds like he probably did. I think he did. I mean, I, I believe but he like, did. His dad did have long hair. They showed pictures and everything, but... I don't know. This is not... I know. It's like, how do you talk about this? <laughs> um, but he said, he said, Joe may have survived other companies and monsters, but he will not survive Wardlow. So this, um, this feud is not over, and I hope it becomes over at Revolution on the 5th. Um, then we had Mark Briscoe in action against his old rival, Josh Woods. Uh, it was always, it's always good to see, uh, Mark lately on TV still coming out with those ROH tag titles. I still say that whenever they decide to do something with them, they just retire that look and I mean, you know, like they should the Briscoes just, are the last yeah, with they that. should just give him the belt so he can like hang them in a frame and stuff like. Well, we've yeah, talked. Like, I mean, I've talked about it before. Like, bro, they retired the the belt that Brody Lee had as a TNT Championship, and then changed the look, a lo- like the colors and everything. Right. You know, just do something else. AEW it up. I don't know. These are the tag titles that they've had since before AEW like merged. Right. Uh, so yeah, Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. The Lucha Brothers ended up returning, and they took out uh, Tony Nese during the match. Winner was uh, Mark Briscoe, and shortly after, I don't think it was during but or before, but uh, it was announced that Mark Briscoe is officially All Elite. So um, I guess before they were just part of the ROH roster, now he's part of the AEW. Would that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He was he was just in Ring of Honor before. He was strictly ROH, yeah. Yeah. So now he's part of like the Dynamite yeah. roster. Well, that's cool. I like that. I hope that we see him more regularly, and I'm glad that it's about damn time that they finally just got over this shit and let him mm-hmm. sign. Sucks um, that what had to happen happened for it to finally happen, but you know the thing is, is it's good now, so it's good for his family, and I'm happy for him. Better la- as I say, better late than never, right? So as they say. 
Uh, we had a promo from MJF. Um, he's trying to convince that everyone that he's the best wrestler on the planet. Um, and he told Christopher Daniels to come out and basically talk bad about Brian Danielson. And Christopher Daniels did not do that. He said, you know, even though like MJF tried to pay him to do that, um, he basically had nothing but good things to say about Brian Danielson. And uh, MJF ended up snapping, and low blow Danielson started to attack. Or this is confusing. Low blow Daniels, not Danielson. Christopher Daniels. He low blowed and started to attack him. And then out comes Brian Danielson. To uh, save his his buddy Christopher Daniels, um, but some of the things MJF said, um, talking about Danielson, this is before Daniels came out. He said, "I hate you because you have these people convinced you're better than me." Uh, he, and then he was asking the people why they like Danielson. And he says, "This is because he puts on five star bangers." Oh my God. Um, he said, "The only way that you would know if you're the best." The only way that you know if you're the best in the world, um, I, I guess, was supposed to be some some uh, reference to punk, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, he he introduced Christopher Daniels. Daniels called him, or Daniels called him a fraud, um, and then eventually, MGF low blowed him. So overall, a good segment. Just keeps making. It, it, People are starting to not like MGF. You know, they were big fans of him before, but I think people really like Danielson that they're like, no, nah, well, let's go back to like talking about it about you as fans. Yeah. Um, Christian Cage ended up making a return this week and attacked Jungle Boy on Jungle Boy's way out on his Jungle Boy's way out from his match up the ramp. Um, Christian Cage attacked him and then took off his sling, and so it looks like. Christian is healed. I will say and one of the things. I assume that they will. F- Sorry, I, and this is kind of random, but Christian Cage is like the one of the main people that always makes me think of it. Um, I really think that unless it's like Darby, and honestly, because Darby does his own stuff, like one of the things that I think that AEW really is lacking in is the visual presentation of like the video packages like the ti- the you know I guess the titantron as they used to call it but the stage when the music's playing those videos that come on the screen are v- very like amateurish compared to like a WWE's like back like when the wrestler comes out and they got like the cut scenes of like different finishers and there's colors like i feel like aew does not you're literally talking about their entrance videos i I thought you were talking about like promo packages you're talking about entrance videos the actual like christian cage because it says like three two one outwork everyone and then it's like this like yeah it's not like a montage of him really of yeah like it's like a 2003 like looking ass like video and then his song from 2003 plays i'm like dude couldn't you at least have some like cool video or something going you know that makes it like look more legit i don't know they need and like jungle a good... boys is literally just like a jungle that's like chilling hey, they, they need like a guy like a uh who was the guy that uh david uh, was it 
Zahari is the guy who used to do all those legendary WWE like video stuff. Like they need a guy like that who just really makes them. Yeah, it's just cool. supposed to be a montage of like their their best moves. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway, but that's but Christian some, Cage some kind of update. Always makes me think of that because every time I make his entrance, I'm like, dude, he has the same entrance from TNA that he was using in you know 2005 or whatever. He's just like, don't fix what ain't broke. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but somebody's letting that get, a, a, you know, past the, you know what I mean? There should be, like, a somebody who, like, is like, hey, dude, like, you can use the song, but we got to we gotta update this a little bit for the, the times, you know, like the, the video and all that stuff. Well, moving forward. R- random. We but had a... It's random, but these are the small things that when you look at the presentation no, I agree between with you. both companies that you're like, ah, you guys could definitely do this. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, when I turn on WWE and I ter- and if I were to have WWE and AEW side to side and no one knew what they were and you asked, like, which one do you think is the more, like, big budget professional company? I think they'd be able to tell you. 100%. And I'm not even asking AEW to compete with that because... Like, their setup, WWE setup is maybe too much, but it's just, like, little things where I'm, like, just... Yeah, you don't need a screen going around the barricade, or, like, no, you don't need that. But, like, like just... Uh, it's just... Anyway. Well, we had uh, a segment with uh, Hangman Adam Page and the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, so, I mean, this, this feud's just continuing. I don't know how many times they've wrestled now. It's probably not as much as I think. Um, but the Dark Order ended up coming out during this segment. And he said that Evil Uno got on the mic and said he's not afraid of Moxley. So I guess they're going to have a match. Um, but I don't like that they did this, but... Moxley said, Cowboy, Revolution, Texas Deathmatch. Someone's gonna bleed. Maybe even before the match starts. Why is everything... Why is it... Like, why is everything a gimmick Like, match? is this their way of, like... It's like every... It's like almost like once a month I feel like there's a Texas Deathmatch. John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page is like the match that I didn't want to see. I was like, oh, God. I'm just trying to think what's on the card for Revolution now. We got Danielson and MJF as the main event. Gonna be great. <sighs> that should be good, yes. Uh, we got what I just said. I feel like that's it that I can think of. What else would you really want to see? That's the problem. Like, sometimes I, like, think and I'm like, what else? There was a time when I'm like, this would be, like, there was, I feel like, so many, like, legit storylines going on. Well, let me continue, because there is one that that is actually going to be cool, which I hope they get all the pieces aligned and in order by the time it comes around, because it's only, like, two weeks away. Right. Um, so the main event of the show was Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. This was a good match. Um, ladies killed it. Winner was Ruby Soho. 
the whole storyline with all this is which side is Ruby on. You know, she's had her problems with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in the past, but also Soraya and Tony Storm are heels now and are kind of running roughshod around uh, AEW, so she hasn't decided. At least it doesn't seem like that. Um, but yes, that was the main event. I'm going to switch over to Rampage instead of SmackDown. That way we can do SmackDown straight into Elimination Chamber. First of all, all right. You, me, and Jeremy talked about this in group chat. Top Flight and AR Fox versus the Elite. Jeremy explained why they did this basketball stuff. Okay. I understand I it. Wish Jeremy was here to de- I wish Jeremy was here to defend it. To defend. Well, this is our point of view. All right. Maybe Jeremy can add his next week. And if you don't like it, wait for Jeremy's I, next week. This there's there's stuff with basketball basketball related on TBS and TNT. There's nothing All to right. say. This wasn't good. This That's was fine. stupid. No, but I'm saying my point is why does it have to be in the match? Why can't you just have a like a video or like a like a commercial or something promoting? Why do you have to bring it into the match? It's like, why did WWE, they're not, they do shit like this all the time. Why did WWE have to do a pitch black match? Why does it have to be involved in the match? Why does the sponsor that wasn't good and the thing either. that's going okay, on. just to be fair. That's what I'm saying. And don't forget the egg. That was for The Rock's movie, the the golden egg that Austin the Theory egg. and Vince McMahon lost. Like, the egg. Why do you have to bring egg. it into the show? It makes it worse. It's never, I can't think of a time that it's done good. It's terrible. It's never good. Anytime you say, like, it's going to be the Slim Jim hell in a cell, man. I'm like, dude, no. I don't. Just stop. Like, don't. don't Last week I talked, or the other week I talked about with Impractical Jokers being on the show. I love the Jokers, but I get that they're on TBS, but this was, it was a terrible segment. It's just, just be pro wrestling. Why? And look, if it's not Tony Khan's decision and the network's like, put it somewhere in the show, just find out where. Uh, okay, well then fine. That's not, I guess then he and doesn't have it, a Then choice. you can't play in the wrestling show. It's it's like your hands are tied behind your back and you have to do what you gotta do. But, if it wasn't, terrible. It was bad. You know, it's funny. When we, the first, reason- when we first started the show, many moons ago, um, Actually, only uh, only two years ago, but uh, we we started as the most positive professional wrestling podcast, and oh, then yeah. we just came to realize, yeah, then we became, then we just came to realize that's not possible. It cannot be done. You can't, can't put just, on fake smile. And be you like, can't just. Sit I back love and, this basketball segment. Yeah, you can't just sit back every <laughs> week and be like, I love the egg, and I love. Mountain Dew bitch black. Keep writing more egg stuff. More egg. That's what we need. More 24-7 title and more egg. Well, the one good thing about this match with the Elite is that after they won, uh, the lights went black and House of Black appeared on the ramp. So I hope we are finally getting House of Black versus the Elite for probably the trio's tag match, tag titles, and I hope it's at a revolution. I hope they can get everything lined up by. Who then. do you think? Who do you think goes over? Think about it for a second. I think the elite goes over, but I really want House of Black to go over. But they should. Considering that but House before, of Black should go over because 
they they're should. already withering away into nothingness. They need they need the. If win. anything, they were like the first like trios group in AEW, and they before Malachi went away for a little while, they were losing basically to Death Triangle all the time. What if Malachi left hypothetically, and then Mordecai came out and became the leader? <laughs> There's, there's got to be a couple of wrestling fans that remember Mordecai out there. Anyway, moving on. Buddy Buddy Matthews, actually, I saw, became champ of something. I don't want to say PWG, but I'm leaning towards that. I think he became it uh, like the other night. And new, oh, MCW, World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, dude, MCW is a legit indie promotion now, man. Is it MCW, our Maryland one? Yeah, ours. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, MCW's cool. getting big. I would say, like, I know I know someone's going to listen to this and be like, oh, my God, that's absolutely not true. But I would say, like, the big under, you know, you got WWE, you got AEW, you got Ring of Honor, and, and obviously, New Japan's over Ring of Honor as far as... Uh, it's not our MCW. It's a different MCW. Which one is the there? It's, Mel- it's, it's Melbourne City Wrestling in Australia. Oh, well, that makes Australia. sense because he's Australian. But seriously, yeah. MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling, like, they, they get crazy shit all the time, dude. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, and a it. lot of wrestlers that... That are on TV nowadays have gone through there. You know, Action Andretti. Um, I was going to say Velveteen Dream, but uh, uh, don't want to mention him. Leah Rush has been there. Um, I did see that. Uh, a lot of people. It, I did see that friend sorry. of the show. No, no, no. I just, you know, talking about people that have gone through MCW. I did see that uh, uh, Bro Keller, our, our boy, uh, actually, Meeting of Worlds. Uh, I just saw on uh, Instagram that Chris Wren, listener Chris Wren, shout out Chris Wren, that he met Bro and they uh, snapped a picture together. Kind of a cool, uh, you know, oh cool, co- cool meeting of the meeting of the world, small there. world. Yeah, he did. Uh, Chris did tell me, um, I believe that his favorite episode we did was with Bro. So I wonder if that was brought up. Yeah, I'd like to bring and I actually talked to, I actually talked to Bro. I won't tell you his shoot name, brother, but uh I talked to Bro and he he's down to come on whenever again. So, we'll make it happen. Cool. Um and last thing to talk about on Rampage this week uh, as we move forward, we had Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes. Winner was Swerve Strickland. Afterwards, uh there was an attack on Rhodes by the Mogul affiliates. Uh, and then Keith Lee ended up returning, and Keith Lee grew his hair out a little bit. It's gray. Um, I guess that's why he shaved it all the time before. But he's kind of got that George Costanza, and it's it's like gray. He's got the horseshoe, and it's gray. I, I don't mean, know if you saw that. Too. It's it's different, but weirdly works for him. Like the way he talks and everything. Like the way he's like so mm-hmm. like he's gonna be like the Frazier, like sophisticated. Dude, yeah, he's gonna be like the Fraser of wrestling. Dude, Fraser's yeah, coming I back. Speaking of, call in, I'll call salad and scream booty eggs. All right. <laughs> Fraser's getting a sequel. I just Lin- found that out today. Linus, when he brought that up. Dude, he's not coming back though. That guy said he didn't want to revisit it. But anyway, Aww. 
It's gonna be on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I, you and I might be the two youngest people ever to enjoy Frasier. Dude, it's a it's a dark horse because it was only at the same time as Seinfeld, but sometimes just as good. Frasier's great. Also, that's Corny's uh, favorite nighttime show. Apparently, Frasier. Shout out. Shout out to Corny, big show. big <laughs> listener of the show. <laughs> We know you're listening. Yeah, Corny's going to be like, um, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Don't ever say I listen to your shitty show again. <laughs> we know you have all the shirts. Um, so that that's all I want to talk about with Rampage. Um, I'm sure now we're going to get, because Swerve is the one that took, Swerve and his new group are the ones that took out Keith Lee. So maybe that'll be a match at Revolution. Um, two former members of the same team going against one another, Swerve and Keith Lee. So. I don't know, I always feel like Revolution is like not a big pay per view. Like Double or Nothing's pretty big. AEW hasn't been around long enough for the fans to figure out which of these pay per views is the is the filler basically, and which of these things are the like Full Gear is their big one, right? And and uh, what's the other one? Double or not? That is Double or Nothing the big one. I want to say Double Nothing All Out are probably bigger than Revolution Full Gear. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like every company ever, like even WCW did it. It's like you got your main pay per view, and then you got your your other one that you're like. Don't forget eh. they do like uh, they do they do a Winter is Coming, which is a televised. It's like a mini pay per view. It's just Winter is Coming, Battle of the Belts ten. Uh, Remember when they used to do Fighter Fest? Yeah, is that a, is that still a thing? I, I think it is still a thing, but here's a weird one, and it, it's interesting now considering Cody's gone. I wonder if the only Bash at the Beach AEW pay per view ever will be that one. Oh yeah, they did do a Bash at the Beach, they but it was like bash, a televised. It wasn't yeah, like they, a pay per view. But they did Bash at the Beach, and that might be like a one time like. I don't know how they pulled it Was Cody it there off. at the time? He was there. I think he owned the rights. Yeah. I think he wrestled. I think he wrestled on it. Or he maybe if he didn't own the rights, he owned the name. Yeah, Wild. I could use it now. I would love to see WWE Bash at the Beach pay-per-view. Well, dude, they have so much potential for... But usually all those WCW, all those WCW pay-per-view names now are like NXT pay-per-views. Great American Bash. Um... Well, Halloween if, Havoc. If you like is War it, Games... is NXT. Thank you, WCW. War Games. Yes. Uh, so that's all I want to talk about for Rampage. Let's get into SmackDown before we get into Elimination Chamber. Uh, this was not a good segment, but Hit Row comes out, and they start doing a rap. And in my mind, it's kind of like... It's like a shitty version of the Acclaimed. They're coming out and they're like ra- they're in the ring too. They're not like walking down rapping. They're just rapping, and I get that's their gimmick as a rap group. Literally hit row. They're like a recording group, but flop dollar. I did not like this. Yes, uh, flop dollar, Ashante, uh, the Adonis, and Beep Fab. Flop dollar with the best performed dive, the best dive of all time in all of wrestling. Um, they insulted the, Canada. Do you remember that when he like. Did it like? It was yeah, it was like, like a month ago. It was like a month ago. He like dove over the ropes and like somehow his body like contorted back into the ring. 
But then he like still was confident. He was still confident afterwards. I mean, I don't know. He's like, that's right. I was like, no, that's wrong, dude. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> so they rapped. They insulted Montreal, Canada specifically, and uh, to a chorus of boos by the audience. Then the lights went out, and when they came back on, there was a blue light, and Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy were on the apron. And then they uh, took out Hit Row, who apparently is a heel faction now. Didn't know that. Maybe I just haven't cared enough to (laughs) pay attention to them. Um, Yeah, poor Flop Dalla. You know what? Screw Flop Dalla. We know you're listening. Huge listener of the show. You and Corny are sitting there together listening. Huge listener. <laughs> Corny loves Flop Dollar. In the in the, in the, in the really most fl- no, he just thinks he's fucking hilarious. He's like he's like the worst wrestler of all time, but he like loves watching it. He's like, <laughs> okay. he, he's he's like, like it's so bad it's good kind yeah, of thing. Well, yeah, he's like he's like I've never seen someone be so bad at something but think that they're so good. <laughs> he's like his confidence. He's great. He's like his confidence is unmatched. He's it's terrible. On, uh, on another, yeah, dude, it's so crazy. The way like, again, like you said, the way he got up from that flop, he was just like, it's like that's it's like, it's like that's what I meant to do. It's, it's like, like, dude, <laughs> you could have died. So um, but Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy took them out. Uh, Bray grabbed the microphone and issued a challenge to the winner of Brock versus Bobby at Elimination Chamber. Tim, you did not like this. After I sent it to you, I wasn't uh, big on it, to be honest. What don't you like about Bray challenging either Brock or Bobby? It doesn't make sense. They're just literally trying to like figure they're out. Not something. even on. They're not even on SmackDown. They're both Raw guys, and they're just. just like... They just are out of. Okay. <laughs> Tim rant time. No, I know. I'll keep it short. They're doing this because the Bray Wyatt character, who I was looking forward to coming back, which has really turned into nothing. Uh, Hold on. Before you get into this, I feel like no matter what, no matter who, if Bray wrestles either one of them, it's just going to hurt the other people. That's, well, the problem is since he can't face any normal wrestlers because he'll just destroy them, he has to face one of the super heavyweight guys, Brock or Bobby. Because it's the only thing that, like, remotely is feasible. Like, okay, maybe Brock Lesnar and the demon guy can, like, have... Like, it'll work, you know? (laughs) I don't know. The demon guy. Uncle Howdy? A.K.A. Bo Dallas? It was so clear that it was Bo Dallas this week, by the way. I I don't know if you saw him in the ring. I feel like every week Uncle Howdy like like looks less and less intimidating. Like his mask is like fucking huge now. It's like hanging off of him. It looks like he has a giant head. Well, remember I showed you that TikTok this weekend before the thing and they were like, It's basically Alice in Wonderland, all the characters are people at the table, Uncle Howdy's the Mad Hatter, and Bray's Alice. And these are all the characters that he's at the table with. I mean I That's I, why I, the white rabbit thing was the theme. And I was like, hey, I, I get if it's it. true. Makes me understand it a little bit more. Why'd I have to find out through TikTok how to understand Bray Wyatt's thing? I don't know, but... But why don't they just go there with it, then? Bray's like, if you're not catching on, you're not smart enough to understand what I'm doing. You're not on my intellectual level. 
What was that uh, that Joker meme where he's like, "You wouldn't get it." <laughs> That's what we said. We posted. You posted it after yeah. the Rumble Pitch Black match. Bray, like, Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt explaining his his, his new storyline. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, no one does. <laughs> no one does. He does though. I want to. I want to enjoy. I really do. I'm with you. Like that. Everything, that pitch black match put a bad taste in my mouth. There was confusion before that of what was going on, and then that was like, what the hell, dude? The worst parts of that match, like, in retrospect, if they had gotten rid of these two things, it wouldn't have made it any better, really, but it would have helped a little bit. All And, and the, all those Mountain Dew logos was just like, Jesus Christ. And then they tried to put, like, some, like, neon confetti in the table, so that way, when the table broke, it like looked like it like, oh, yeah. splattered. And I was it was like, for an effect. I was yeah. like, "This sucks." So they they definitely should not have done that. Either. Why every Why does every time they want to use a colored lighting, it has to involve Bray Wyatt? And, it, like, it looked like a bunch of hole, hole puncher shavings, neon all over the ground. Yes. Yeah. Well, it probably wasn't neon. They probably were just white and. No, I think they were lime green, but then it just emphasized. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wasn't good anyway. It's not the whole point. Was not. You said there was two things. There was that. Oh, the logos and that. That that that's what for me made the match worse than anything. Well, what about after the match with the whole Uncle Howdy jumping off and the right, fire? Well, and, and also, and also, Miss Uncle Mister Howdy. Uh, also, Mister Howdy. Mister Howdy. He missed uh, his Uncle Howdy's father actually. <laughs> Somehow, somehow, Anne Howdy missed by like a full five feet when she jumped off the brother Howdy, sister Howdy. All right, and that's uh, overkill. <laughs> um, and too much. And too much. Um, okay, let's let's get out of Bray Wyatt though. Um, we had Gunther versus Madcap Moss for the Intercontinental Championship. Winner was Gunther. I did read that possible uh, character turn for Madcap and Emma from baby faces to heels. I don't know if that will make their stuff any better, but worth a shot because I don't care for what you're doing now. Um, Might as well. And then, and then finally, uh, and I'll bring up my gripe with this. I've already brought it up to you in person, Tim, but uh, I believe the show ended with Sami Zayn. Coming out um, to to address the audience, they brought his old theme song back that he he had before the bloodline and maybe even before the whole conspiracy uh, gimmick that he had. Just you know his NXT theme song, whatever was. Uh, I think but he, he'll there was he'll he'll do like a hybrid thing, you know, going forward. Um. But there, there was a very long ovation. I get why. You know, he's they're in Montreal. And he cut a promo. Um, before I get into the promo, my gripe with this is that, you, one, you shouldn't have had him on SmackDown. All right? Because when you have him on Elimination Chamber, that's now the same arena. Back-to-back days, you have him come out. You should save that one pop for the one time that he comes out at Elimination Chamber. Makes it more special. Plus, 
if you're going to bring back his theme song, why'd you bring it back on a SmackDown and not on the pay-per-view the pop, for the first time? The pop thing, explain a little bit more, because I want to understand where you're coming from. Like, you think that him coming out two nights in a row ruined it a little to, bit? To the same audience, basically. It's just like, wouldn't you be more excited? Like, isn't the first time you see him in Montreal going to be yeah, but he better than to- the second time you see him in Montreal? Yeah, but you got to understand, he has to come out. They're in Montreal. He's the home. It would be like if, uh, you know. There's a reason why I don't work there. I'm just saying. You no, know, but like I'm just saying. As a viewer on television. Imagine, imagine, imagine WrestleMania is in San Francisco, right? And Or San Diego. And Rey Mysterio comes out and he gets the huge San Diego pop because that's where he's from. If he wins the belt, he has to come out the next night on Raw. Like, if it's in San Diego again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to do that for the people that are in the building. But I agree. If you only, well, if you yeah. only saved it, it would actually make people be like, maybe I'd want to order it. But, <laughs> well, ordering's not really a thing anymore, except for, well, if for AW it is. But All right, well, then the theme song, he could have came in through the crowd like he's been doing and then you save for his old theme song to come back at the chamber. Yeah. He popped up chamber. last SmackDown and last Raw um, by coming, you know, sneaking through. Um, but he basically ended his promo with saying, tomorrow night is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn and the entire city of Montreal. And then the audience popped and they were all behind it. So... Um, Let's get into Elimination Chamber. So Elimination Chamber um, began with an Elimination Chamber. There was two throughout the night. Uh, The first one that they opened the show with was number one contenders for the Raw Women's Championship. First off, I want to say that I listened to the press conference afterwards, and I agree with what Triple H said, is that every match delivered. There was there was one match that I wasn't sure of, and I went back and I watched today, and I was like, it was it it delivered. It was fine. Every match delivered, in my opinion. Um, me and Tim did watch this pay per view together over at his house. Um, so like I said, uh, believe it or not, pay per view opened up with Elimination Chamber. It, believe it or not, uh, I don't live in my mom's basement. You know, I feel like a lot of people like get the the wrestling podcasters guys that just live in their mom's basement. So <laughs> I actually do have a house. <laughs> yes, Tim has a house. Uh, he's in his own I'm in my area own that he owns. This is not the bedroom <laughs> of that I grew up in. <laughs> um. I do live with my mom. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between paying rent but and then not living in the basement. Yeah, but there's a difference between paying rent and living in your mom's basement. Um, so first match was Elimination Chamber, uh, women's match, number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania against Bianca Belair. It was Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Asuka, Natalia, and Carmella. Now. Was saying every single thing that happened. Um, I'm trying to think of specific spots. Uh, I know Liv Morgan did a sunset flip off of the um, pod 
to Raquel Rodriguez. So that was kind of cool. She jumped off while Raquel was on the top rope and did a sunset flip that way. Um, they used the chains a lot in this. I don't know if you remember the spot where they were like pushing Natalia's like head through like a hole in the chain. And I, I, um, Yeah, there were some good spots in this match. I didn't... I don't really care for this. I think uh, it, it really it has nothing to do with the fact that it, it's like a man, a man woman thing. It's just like when, like the rumble. I feel like it's just like just that that one match should just be the one match. I I don't want to see two elimination chambers. If there was a Raw chamber and a SmackDown chamber, I wouldn't want to see that. You know, like which is they've done in the past. But uh, so. With the, I appreciated the effort of the match, and I thought there were some cool spots. I just was like bummed that I was like, man, I really just want to see the one chamber match and like be hyped up. Well, it makes it it makes it less special. I mean, it's just like just like elimination chamber pay per view. They do uh, Money in the Bank. There's two Money in the Banks. There's uh, Hell in a Cell. They do more than one Hell in a Cell. And they, gimmick yeah, pay per views, right? And it's and it's. It. But it's not always just, like, men and women. Like, sometimes they'll do, like, two... Like, I remember a few... Not a few years ago. God, a long-ass time ago when we were... Over a decade ago. When we watched Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And I remember there was a Raw Chamber and a SmackDown Chamber. And that's like... Eh. I always just, like... I don't even the, know if I was watching then. You were. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, Eddie, oh, yeah, Eddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Dukes, me, and... Nick. Yeah. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's uh, it just takes the it it makes it less special. Basically, is is the whole point of it. You know, it's like if they did Rumble more than once a year or something. Like the men and women's Rumble, I kind of look at that differently. Now but that, you know, the, uh, the, the, if, the the women's Rumble makes sense because you have to do that because you're. You need to get a contender for the. But title is that considered a gimmick match? Like, I don't really consider that a gimmick match because uh, it's not like. Is a, I mean, it's a battle royal. It's a stipulation, but is, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess a battle. But is it like technically a gimmick? It's not like match. a cage or like weapons. Yeah. Oh well, but this match was good. If you listened last week, I called that Oscar would win, and Oscar freaking won. Um, so it looks like we're gonna have Oscar versus Bianca Belair at Mania. I reminded Tim this because um, I just remembered. It just hasn't seemed like it's already been that long. But Bianca Belair won the title last WrestleMania. She would have had it for a year now. It just doesn't feel like she's had it for a consecutive year. She won from Becky Lynch after losing at SummerSlam before in like 20 seconds or whatever. That was like the whole story that was told. And then she got back to Becky and won it again. So I'm saying that Asuka's gonna gonna uh, beat Bianca, but I love this version of Asuka um, since she's been back. I don't know about you, Tim, but it just reminds me of the Asuka in NXT. She's you know a force to be reckoned with, basically. Yeah, Asuka's uh, this. I I much prefer this rendition of her. It, it reminds me of more of her in NXT and just the viciousness of it. You know, I I don't I didn't like. like remember she, when she was like undefeated? Yeah, I didn't like when they were making her like a silly character, you know. I feel like part of that started like pandemic. 
boo. They just didn't have anything to do. God, what a bad time in wrestling. <laughs> Tim's like, I stopped watching. I just stuck my classic. I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> wrestling. I just would watch old stuff. <laughs> I don't want to see an um, empty, empty, depressing-ass arena. Oh, God, so bad. It feels like a different life. Like it was, it was looking so long back, ago, it's just like, but it also doesn't. It's so weird. Um. So after the women's elimination chamber, we had Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I rewatched this today because I felt like I didn't give it a chance. Um, and look, there were a lot of spears. There were a lot of F fives. It was a big move match. Two two big horses. And two big horses. And at the end. Um, you know, these big guys, they don't have to sell for each other and they choose to. I mean, if Brock doesn't want to sell to you, he's not going to sell. And Brock, from what I've read in interviews and stuff, is people are like, he's one of the best sellers out there. Yeah, like, he's cause great. It's almost like, it's like Andre. If Andre didn't want to sell for you, he wasn't gonna. Like, Brock Lesnar can do whatever he wants. He does not have to sell for you. But And then Cena say he's like one of the best just in the ring. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think, like, uh, Brian Myers is like, dude, Brock Lesnar is, like, my favorite wrestler. He's the best. And and if you, like, if you look at this match of just, like, not just, like, oh, I wish it was, like, you know, an actual technical wrestling match or something. Like, they were two big guys that wanted to destroy each other, so why are they going to take the time to do little moves? You know, if they really hate each other this much, then they're going to go all out, and that kind of makes sense. Um, in the end, Brock, or Bobby got the hurt lock on Brock, and Brock did not want to tap, so he kicked his leg back and uh, did a low blow to Bobby, and the ref called it DQ, winner Bobby Lashley. What we probably have not seen in a long time, Brock tells the ref to come here after uh, the ref announces Bobby as the winner, and Brock takes the ref and F5s him. He takes Bobby and F5s Bobby through the table on the outside, and then he takes the ref again and F5s, or it might be a different ref, I don't remember, but he takes a ref, if not the same ref, and F5s him on top of the collapse table. It's been a while since like you know a ref got more than just like shoved down or something. Because taking taking F five is is a bump, especially on like the outside. Like, oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's yeah. weird too because babyface Brock attacking the ref seems a little out of character. But fan, I mean, the fans were it. It. I mean, if the fans were disappointed with the match, they were cheering this stuff. I really tried to pay attention to the audience my second time around watching it. Um, and they 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 were hyped for it so. It was like all is forgiven, basically, that this ended in a in a DQ. But what does this mean for Bray moving forward? I don't know. I kind of don't want to know, but um, I guess we'll see. It's gonna be a uh, after it's gonna the... be a triple threat match, is what it's gonna be. God, you heard it Bray here, White's folks. It's gonna ruin them all. Tim's calling it Booker Tim coming in hot. Booker Tim, um, <laughs> not as good as Booker Andy, but. <laughs> I, I have thoughts. I will say, I think, I think, I think most of my picks uh, happened during this pay per view. I remember looking over at you. I was like, I called it. I called it. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the, do. the shirt that we have. The shirts for reasons. Pro wrestling. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. BW fan on your Booker Andy shirt. 
Uh, our next match, after I again, I watched this match again because I believe when I was over at your place, you know, there was just too much going on. I was talking about my next stuff with your wife, and we were just going back and forth while this was on. Andy's got a bad uh, So neck. I rewatched this match. For the fans. Got a bad neck. Bad Andy, Andy you're talking, talking about your got, next stuff. I, got I don't know what that means. Times. I, I got a stack of dimes that I call a neck. Um, no, I have, a, I have a disc that is bulging into my spinal column. It's not touching my spinal cord, but it's pretty close. But it causes me a lot of pain. So I was talking to Tim's wife about um, uh, pain I ruptured disc. doctors. I, and I ruptured a disc that fragmented into my spinal column. <laughs> Do you remember that? Um, the, old, the, but, uh, try so this after, at, the old don't try this at home WWE yes. video. Yes, I remember that was a thing. Like that opened up every like pay per view video and every like biography video and yes, whatever the hazards. Do, please, the hazards are real. are real. Yeah, and it was always like Chris Benoit like diving down and then like and then they changed it for a while. Um, they were like, please, don't try this at home or school. They said or school. Yeah, they changed it for a little bit. Um, so, yes, yeah, so our third match was... Um, it was a mixed tag match. Edge and Beth Venus versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Rewatching this match, this is a very good match. It was it was really good. Finn and Edge were really good. Beth and Rhea, I thought... Beth and Rhea, I thought, were the best part of the match. Um, there's not many women that can you know, seem as intimidating as Rhea Ripley right now on the roster. Um, and Beth, I brought this up to you while we were watching, you know, Beth, when she was an active superstar, was the only one on the roster like that. And so I think for a lot of people, this was kind of a, I know I know for them, it was like a dream-like pairing. Uh, but they killed it, you know. Do you remember that? They did a nice superplex off the top rope. Yeah, it was a huge pop. Um, they were doing these... Uh, they were both clotheslines. Hard clotheslines at each... Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of cool moments. I mean, the entire crowd... Tell you a what. A lot of the time just kept... I'll tell you what. what those, those dudes were going at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Edge and Balor were, were, were killing it, dude. Yeah, dude. They were going at it. Um... <laughs> But the crowd, the crowd, most of the time was chanting "fuck you, Dominic," like loud as hell. Um, Edge chased him off. He came back. They just kept chanting "fuck you, Dominic." People love to hate him, but he does his job well of just getting that heat. But yeah, those yeah. those dudes put up hell of a fight with one another. <laughs> those dudes, um, those dudes were going at it. They were going at it, man. All those, those dudes. Those two buff dudes were those big horses. Those big horses, yeah. Winners were Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, I believe. Well, one, I think, th- wasn't there a double educator? Yeah, or ed- education, no, ed- ed- educator. educator, yeah. Both Beth and Edge um, pulled the move off, and then I believe. Edge did a spear, and then they did a um, magic killer. Not magic killer. That's the OC's move. It's they pop him up like a 3D, but Beth comes down with a uh, like a code breaker. 
Mm. Okay. I think, I know I think it's maybe it's just a move they do together. But, you know, one guy pops up like, like a 3D, and then Beth came down and did... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, a code yeah. breaker. Yeah, I know. That's how they got the pin on uh, on Balor, I believe. Um, edge pin Balor. Um, didn't he? Edge? Yeah, Edge and Beth Phoenix one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this match was really good. It, it's a much better than the last mixed tag match they did together, which I believe was against Miz and uh, Maurice, if you remember that. If you don't remember that, that's fine because it was not very good, in my opinion. Um, after that, we had the Elimination Chamber uh, United States Championship. Uh, it was the Men's Elimination Chamber. It was Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Montez Ford versus Damian Priest. Dude, this this was an awesome chamber. I thought everyone killed it. There were some. Cool it started ones. with it started. Yeah, it started with Gargano and Seth, which was a really cool pairing to see um, in the beginning of the match. Montez Ford at one point like climbed up the cage, hung upside down, and dropped onto everyone, which uh, I'd never seen before. Um, to take out Bronson Reed, I think three people did their finishers. There was a curb stomp. Johnny Gargano did the hop over the rope into a DDT, and the Montez Ford did the... Uh, Frog Splash, if you remember. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Um, But it got down to, I want to say, Seth and Austin Theory. And uh, after Montez Ford got very hurt, quote-unquote, from the curb stomp. Do you remember how he was selling it? You were just like, oh, my God. (laughs) From the curb stomp, we watched the replay. You're like, I don't know, man. I was like, no. I was like, no. It, it's it's for a reason, and it sure was. So they're taking it takes them a very long time to get out of the ring. The door to the chamber is staying open a long time, and while it's staying open, uh, outruns Logan Paul, hops in the ring, takes out Seth Rollins, who has been talking trash about him ever since he got eliminated by Logan Paul at the Rumble. And uh, Austin Theory ends up getting the win, who I said was going to win. So Austin Theory retained his championship. Where this goes from here to Mania, I don't know. I don't know who you put Austin Theory against. Uh, The rumor, I remember a while ago, would be Cena. Mm. You know? Uh, Theory Theory has those open challenges now with the United States Championship. Uh, Cena is probably the most famous United States champion in... Uh, recent WWE years, you know, everyone talks about Cena's open challenge and all that. Uh, speaking of his open challenge, you know, Austin Theory offered one during the press conference and Edge accepted. So this Monday, I believe tonight, I don't know if Tim still has it on in the background. I don't know if it's already going on this they open challenge, right but. Now. Have they have they done Edge and Austin Theory yet? Because Edge accepted during the press conference. I just I wonder if Raw made it seen, official. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Okay. Yet. I mean, I would assume if it is going to happen. Plus, they're in Ontario, um, so that makes sense also for Edge to, you know, be there and get that Canada love. Um, I assume it would be the main event, Austin Theory and Edge for the United States Championship. I mean, it only makes sense. Um. And it looks like it looks like we're having Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at Mania. 
<laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, Tim. Uh, not, not great. I, I'd be more mad about it if Logan Paul goes over. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to get eyes on the product. Um... So, yes, yeah, a very good men's elimination chamber. And then finally, let's talk about this main event. All right. Yeah, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, undisputed WWE Universal Championship in Sami's hometown of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Roman comes out only with Paul Heyman. No solo, no Jimmy, no Jay. Sami comes out, his entire city is behind him, his wife. And possibly kids are in the front row. I know definitely his wife. I don't know who the kids right next to her were and the guy that was with them, but um, maybe it was his brother or her brother, and that was, I don't know. But it seemed like they were somewhat involved with his wife. Anyway, big uh, big ovation. took like five minutes for the match to start um, because it's such a continuous ovation for Sammy, if you remember. Um... This match was awesome. The story that was told was great. It what nothing like super crazy was done. You know, it was it was a wrestling match. It wasn't you know, it it didn't have to be insane. The audience played a huge role in it. Uh, there were times that they kind of almost got me and Tim with Sammy might go over. Sammy might win this. Um Sammy did Superman punches. He did halluva kicks. Uh, two times refs got knocked down. There was two separate refs. Um, at one point, Jimmy Uso came out, who I did not think was going to be there because of uh, his DUIs. And getting into Canada has been a problem for him and Jay in the past. But he came out. He got involved. Um, then... I don't remember. I think Sammy ended up taking him out. Now, at one point, Jey Uso comes out, and Roman wants uh, Jay to hit Sammy with a chair. And Jay grabs the chair, but then won't do it. And Roman starts shoving Jay in the face, kind of like he did to Sammy at, um, at the Rumble. And Roman... Uh, or Sammy goes to goes to I think spear Roman and Roman moves and hits Jay with a spear, takes Jay out and this ultimately would end up uh, leading to Roman getting the victory over Sammy. I know it's a lot uh, that I just said. I mean, it's too much to talk about, but I thought it was great. Uh, before we get into what happened afterwards, Roman did end up winning in Montreal. The win left their sails once that three count happened. Yeah, was, um, that crazy. audience was so bummed, dude. Yeah. But I want I want to hear what you thought about the match because, you know, the whole time we were watching it, we were talking about how good it was and uh, just the story it, that was being told. I thought it was great. I thought this was one of the best matches that they've had in years. I'm not even that big of a Sami Zayn fan. so I think it's the best storyline they've had in years. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people can agree, too. Um. You know, I was we were really rooting for for Sami Zayn, 
Um, I wasn't sure if he win if he won, like what Mania would look like. Um, but afterwards, you know, Jay or Jimmy and Roman begin an attack on Sammy, and to save the day, Kevin Owens' music hits. Big pop from the crowd. Kevin returns the help. Um, at one point, Roman's in the corner, and Sammy's in the opposite corner, and Owens just moves out of the way and allows Sammy to do a haluva kick. There's no handshake. There's no hug. It almost felt like Owens was like, you helped me. I helped you. We're even. We're not friends. I still don't want to, you know, be around you, but or even now, you you saved me, or at least attempted to at the Rumble. Uh, what do you think about I? I called this. I told you Kevin was going to get involved somehow in Montreal. Did I not? Yeah, and again, I think that's something that like you know it's going to get a huge pop if you get those two guys from there together. Um, yeah, man, I I like that. How'd you feel? I mean, overall, yeah. The How'd match, you? The match was great, and. If Sammy's not going to win, then you had to give the people something to go off on a high note with. So, Do you think they're going to continue anything with Ke- uh, Kevin and Sammy moving forward? I think, Do the, yeah. I don't I know. Think, I think there'll be something. Well, I remember we were watching. We thought Jay was actually going to turn on Sammy. We were like, nah, he's going to stick with the bloodline and turn on him. That would have been good. Roman must have gotten to him. Roman must have gotten to him. <laughs> Well, um, but that wrapped that wrapped up the elimination chamber as a whole. I mean, start to finish, I thought it was a very good pay per view, um, and I really like that WWE does these press conferences now at the end because they're like half in character and half not. Um, especially if you listen to Sammy's um, press conference interview, it didn't feel in character at all. They kind of pull the the curtain back a little bit during the this stuff, so. Um, I really, I really like the direction they've been headed lately. Um, but I'll let Tim take us out. Well, if that wraps up the show, we hope everybody enjoy the elimination chamber. I, I know we all thought it was a, a pretty good show. And uh, thanks again for listening. Our classic show of the week is Armageddon two thousand two, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a three stages of hell match for the world heavyweight championship and there's some other good matches in there too so go enjoy i'll read some off i'll read some off i got it here big show versus kurt angle uh big show is the wwe champion it's after he beat brock at survivor series in a stretcher match i believe uh where Heyman turned on brock and went with big show um we got benoit versus eddie guerrero yes and i might need to go back and watch this pay-per-view myself uh, Edge, Edge versus A-Train. This must be right before he gets hurt. Yeah. He goes away for a little bit. Kane versus Batista with Ric Flair out uh, as um, as support. And then a four-way elimination uh, match for the World Tag Team Championships. You got Jericho teaming with Christian. Booker T with Goldust, the Dudley Boys, and then Lance Storm and William Regal. That's a banger. Those are some match. of the, the main matches on the card. Yeah. So. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Hopefully all three of us, no illnesses. Have a great week, everybody. All right, bye-bye, everyone.